everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is October 8th, 2023. Jeff, before we get to our special guest, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy, of course, that can help you out when it comes to getting a home. He's working with Brian Curry. And right now, Dan Williams wants to make sure you know you got to get approved, not just pre-qualified. Understand the financials of home buying. Don't get outbid like so many people did in 2020. Make sure you call Dan Williams today, 858-688-6813, 858 688 Eight six eight one three. Uh, one of the things right now, Dave, with the fall, one of our favorite times sports-wise, right? You've got college football. You've got pro football. You've got NBA coming. You've got the NHL coming. Last night, Pachanga Arena, Bellator, 300. All of these things, if you want to go, it costs money. And the only way you can go is if you have your uh, income figured out so that your bills get paid and maybe you still have a little bit of disposable income. Now, of course, it's nice if you want to go do a sports event or if you've got holidays or a birthday coming up. Buy a $28,000 bike. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No. But more importantly, if you need to buy a car, if you need to buy a house, if you need to buy a $400 part for my car like it just did because of goddamn low driveways, that's another story. Uh, Dan can help you at 858-688-6813. Remember, Brian Curry, of course, is working with oh, Dan. I remember. The best in the business. Look, when it comes to buying a home, you want Brian because he's going to find you the nicest neighborhood that you feel comfortable in. Also, at the same time, get you most for the home that you currently have. 619-251-1588. Brian's number is 619-251-1588. Not all of us are lucky enough or have the finances to live in El Cajon. So you have to figure out ways... <laughs> to make life work. Maybe you live out in East County and Poway. It's beautiful out there. But I don't know as a homeowner, Dave, do you get it? We'll ask Laura too. Uh, Tonight, right before I came to see you guys, I was at the condo. Now we bought that condo. I have to think about it. Uh, It'll be 15 years in November. And you go in and you talk about uh, Dan Williams with the finance and you think about, A, when you got approved, right? And all of the different... Uh, nerves that go through your mind and finding that right house where Brian Curry can help you find it because we're walking through tonight. It's perfectly quiet. The neighbors are out. It's safe. Uh, My kids, their mom, everything's cool. There's a pool. There's everything you need. It's centrally located. And man, there's nothing like it. And Laura's been in her place. Dave, you've been in this place for a long time. And it's the absolute best. And uh, we told you Dan can help you with the finances at 858-688-6813. And then Brian Curry can help you find the perfect house for the perfect neighborhood. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Click on that sponsor page. It'll take you right to Brian's website. You can see everything that he has available. All right, so here we are. We're at the end of the season. Here we are. Postseason's going on right now. I'm going to flip over from the Sunday night game for you, Jeff, just because it's a good night for your twins. Yeah, how about it? (laughs) How about Boach? Uh How about Boach is right. But at the same time, your twins continue to win. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah. All right. Against my most hated team, Erica is here. Laura is here. Uh, They're here. We'll get into the Dodgers. We'll get into everything else. But I want to ask you guys, as pure baseball fans, when you look at the Houston Astros and what they did a couple of years ago, I've said this to Dave a few times. And I said this to my son, Jack, who has said, oh, you know, what about Dusty Baker? And I said to him, let me make one thing really clear. (laughs) I couldn't give less of a fuck about Dusty Baker. I couldn't, Laura, because he works for an organization that did everything knowingly wrong in the game, and they cheated. How many of them are left? uh, uh, There's Bregman, 
is still there. All now, look, it's a little weird because Carlos Correa hits a home run for the Twins yeah. tonight. I get it. I get it fair. But I'd much rather have him hit one for the Twins or the Rangers or the Padres or the Phillies than have him hit one for the Astros. I said, Dave, this is my most hated team in sports because of what they did. And they just have a stink on them that I don't know how and long it's going to take to wash off. But I just wanted to get Erica yeah, and Laura's no, thoughts on them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, here's the deal with Astros. We all love the game, all four of us. Right. They, they completely embarrass the sport. It's a huge black mark for the sport. We and love the, the rivalries time, yes. of the sport. So until the Astros literally return that trophy, and you don't have to give it to the Dodgers or the Yankees, anyone else, but the fact that you just go, we're going to avoid it. We're going to yeah. avo- avoid 2017. There was no World Series in 94. You avoid it. Everyone knows you cheated. You can't wear your rings anywhere outside of Houston where people look at it and go, you're a true world champion. Yet everyone knows you cheated all the way through. People got fired because of it. They no one's have. arguing that they didn't cheat. They yeah. admitted to cheating. And, and if the Phillies had done that last year to eliminate the Padres, right? Mm. But just starting, Laura, I'll start with you. When you think about how they won, because really, if you go back before that, Dave, they had been the cover story of Sports Illustrated a couple of years ahead when they were losing everything. And I think it was George Springer, one of those guys was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Tom Verducci article, watch these guys in a couple of years, and here they did it. Yep. And for us, right, because think about it. That's way before Manny Machado. That's way before Juan Soto or anything else. And if you're a Padres fan, Laura and Erica, you look at that and you go, hey, we put the right people in place. Maybe we can do the same thing. But instead, you find out how they want it. I don't know. Laura, your thoughts on watching the Astros? I mean, I'm indifferent about the Astros. I don't have the same uh, loathing as I would if I was a Dodger fan, and I get that. Um, and it's one of the I things I think as I respect, a baseball fan, though. As a baseball fan, yeah, I get it. But they've changed so much of their organization since then. And we're talking about, what, two players out of their 40-man roster? Two, are, too many. <laughs> same owner. Yeah. Yep. Same owner. Same owner. But, I mean, the manager, I don't know. I just, I, yes, too it vague. sucked. But it is what it is. And I what else are they, I guess, you, so you're not going to be happy until they return the trophy. Return the trophy. For me, no, you know what? Maybe when Altuve is gone, because if you remember Altuve coming across home plate yeah. and, and not wanting the shirt. And that was years wires, later. Supposedly. He did it again. That was years later that he was goose out. That was against the Yankees against Chapman. Ugh. Yeah. And so, Erica, for you, when you look at it, I mean, I get it. They're American League. You don't see them all the time. Yeah, for me, it's once those players are gone, then... I won't dislike them as much as I do. But is it the players or you're saying it's the owner? Uh, I mean, it's the organization. That's funny. I say the organization as a whole. I I, I don't know. Again, we all love the game. They ruin the game. I want to beat the Dodgers straight up. Right. I don't want to beat the Dodgers because our guys have a buzzer on their chest and know what pitch is coming. I don't want to win like that. I want to beat Kershaw. I want to beat Walker Bueller. I want Mookie Betts to strike out with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth. I don't want to win the way the Astros did. And the idea that they took that win and were pretty smug about it mm-hmm. as an organization, uh, that's the thing that, to me, I, I said to Dave last week, if they make it through and match up against the Dodgers, I'll cheer for the Dodgers before I cheer for the Astros. And you guys know, as much as we hate the Dodgers, I, I would cheer for the Dodgers. I would just be cheering for the Astros just because it would upset the Dodgers. So. I would cheer for the Astros. 
Um, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Okay, so that's over. It's been a week. As you guys have had a week to decompress and see everything, taking the memories of what you guys get to experience as season ticket holders, right? Mm -hmm. Going out, the friends, all of that, that you'll keep forever, especially as Padre fans. What was for you, I'll start with you, Erica. You can say player, you can say coach, you can say game. When you look back at 2023, if I said narrow it down to one biggest disappointment for you personally, what's your takeaway? I think it was the whole hype. Get right on that. Sorry. (laughs) I think it was the whole hype around the Padres, and we were so excited. It was like Ah, the first time that they really put together a super team, and then it just crashed and burned. You could tell guys were hurt and playing through the hurt. You could tell they were tired, even in the beginning, and it was just exhausting to watch day in and day out. I called them out in the beginning. Yeah. Like the first month, I was like, they're not making it to the playoffs. Laura, for you, narrow it down to one thing. Can I stab my eye with that pen? I think for me, it was just, it was a lot of the losses in the one run games. Um, You know, where it was the leaving the runners in the scoring position, and here we are, we spent all this money on offense, right? And we're supposed to have all these superstars. And I think we were 6-31 and or something ridiculous in one run games. Mm -hmm. That's completely unacceptable. Going to win an extra inning game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The end. They yeah. won two at the end. Oh, thank, yeah. thankful. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> okay, so so let's. I'm gonna ask you a question about the end because you know obviously I listen to, to Padre fans on the radio and they text uh, you know Jeff and I and they go you know a little nuts. Do you take a, a lot of credence in what happened in the last month? I mean, let's be honest. They played the worst Everyone teams in baseball. Hey, we're doing a show. <laughs> hey, sorry. Let's be a professional for once. Be a pro's pro. (laughs) So, but but when you look at, come on, there's nothing about the last month of the season where you take it into next year and go, you don't face the White Sox all the time. You don't face the Cardinals, the Rockies. They played bad when it mattered. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. It didn't matter in the last month. And then they were still giving up when there was even the slimmest chance of making it to the playoffs and players were just giving up. I only feel a little bit differently just because historically in the last few seasons we've had, it's usually we just fall off the cliff and then we never figure it out mm-hmm. again. So for me, the only glimmer of hope, but it still doesn't, it doesn't mean much is just that um, if the clubhouse couldn't get it back together again, then to me it's okay. Who in the clubhouse is the consistent issue or what's going on in the organization that you can't show resilience. You want to know why nothing's going to change? And I have not heard anybody. I've just waited all week, watched everything, tuned into shows, heard everything about Melvin and Preller, got it, whole thing. You know, nobody's talked about the fact that you signed Xander Bogarts to an 11-year deal. The entire year, Xander Bogarts talked about that he was having issues with his wrist. And not one thing is being done to address the issue with the wrist. Did they not learn anything? From Fernando Tatis, who had shoulder problems. You all right over there, yeah, Mr. Miyagi? Yeah, spiderweb on my own He looked like he was uh, <laughs> yeah. that senior <laughs> karate kid. Right? Am I losing my mind? It's either spiderweb or Erica's yeah. hair. But something but, was in front of my face. I'm like, I'm reaching, but you guys are looking at me like there's nothing there. He's struggling but after that loss last night. The oh, yeah. fact that Xander Bogarts at $27 million a year, who did not perform until late in the year when it was already decided, 
and not one thing. Tell me another organization where I get it. Manny's going in for tennis elbow, Musgrove, Darvish. How do you say nothing about the guy? You're just going to continue to let this guy have a cortisone shot? It's not working. Go in there, right? Bring in Dr. Chow. Get somebody. (laughs) But if they sent the message, in my opinion, Dave, you Darvish is going in healthy. Manny's being cleaned up. Fernando's got a full off season. Darvish is cleaned up. And we're finally going to get Xander's wrist taken care of. This idea that it's just we ignore it. And these players that are in long-term deals are going to, quote-unquote, battle through the pain is just such a joke. Who runs the medical department down there? But is his injury even fixable or correctable with surgery? I don't know, Jeff. I'll be honest with you, I don't know. I think if it was, the Red Sox would have done it. Uh, I mean, it's been going on for a long time. Dude, he's on the books for another 10 years. Somebody could figure out something. To me, my first thought was when he, because I think he got hit, what, in April, right on the spot yeah. on his hand. I was like, this is karma for things that have happened in the past with the <laughs> yeah. trades and medical right. traits. <laughs> yeah, might be. <laughs> but are you disappointed that nothing's being done or nothing's even been talked about with that? He's here for another 10 years. I mean, I, well, what are you supposed to do? I don't, if you can't operate. Uh, listen, Drew Pomeranz didn't throw a fucking pitch in three years. Like, I wouldn't trust these guys. You trying to make Erica twitch right now? No. I, I wouldn't My trust. My favorite guy. Yeah, I wouldn't trust their medical team to tell you what band-aid to Noah use. Noah couldn't see for how long? Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> how long figured, did that take? He figured it out himself. The medical staff didn't figure it out. He got Seems like there's a lawsuit tested. right there. If, it like, does. Like, if the Padres decide to cut ties and he doesn't ever play again. It's like there's a pretty good lawsuit right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, okay. So, speaking of that, Brett Boone was in here the other day. I thought he made a really good point when he said, look, you signed all these shortstops, and when you take a middle infielder out of that position, it shows he's not an athlete anymore. And everyone has an ego. So, when Cronenworth is out and Fernando's out, and it's fine. Kim. Say you want to be professional, but Kim wants to be a shortstop. He tells everyone he's a shortstop. So, you have these four shortstops on the team. Let's all be honest here. The, the team would be better off if Xander wasn't your shortstop, if he was the one that moved to first, if Cronenworth was at second, if Kim was at short, and hopefully Fernando feels better about winning a gold glove that, hey, you know what, this is my new position. But Fernando's made it very clear in interviews during the offseason, he'll be playing shortstop for the Dominican this, this winter. And he says he takes ground balls all the time because he says, I'm still a shortstop. Mm. So you have four guys who are in the wrong position, right? Well, the payroll has to get to 200 million. So you go, okay, Hader is 14, Snell is 16, that's 30. Pomeranz is another 10. Right now you're at 40. But the problem is, is you cut these guys, you also have to replace these guys. And maybe Suarez is your guy, but it, and Pomeranz, you didn't see him, so you don't have to replace him. But I think there's decisions coming up that are going to be incredibly interesting. And it's one thing, and we'll get into Soto in a second. But Soto's one. But I think there's other guys that you have to look at and wonder. And I think one of those guys, Dave, coming into a contract year is Hassan Kim. And Hassan Kim is $7 million. You just talked about it. If you're not able to unload the Cronenworth deal, and God, that just makes me crazy that a guy like that, that this city loves and it feels like he's in love with this city, but it's 200 for next year. And then where are we going in 25, right? Another yeah. 200? Is it 180? I don't know. 
But have you guys started looking at that? Because you're season ticket holders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They raise the amount of money that it costs you to go to those games next year. And it was one thing to pay this year, thinking going in, hey, we're going to get Musgrove and Darvish and Snell and Hayter and healthy, uh, you know, Fernando coming back. But now it's like, hey, Erica, you owe us more money. Laura, you owe us more money. And that payroll we're going to cut by, what is it, 20%. Eesh, right? But I think if you guys, I'm just, I bet I would just guess, and I'll ask you both. I would think losing Hater and Snell, you can live with. Palmer and even. We can lose that. Thank God. That's 40, right? What about Lugo and Waka? That's another 15, right? They have player options, don't they? Yeah, they're both opting out. They're both Yeah, because it's low yeah. money. Yeah. Grisham, right? Grisham's Isn't... coming back when you listen to AJ. Oh, okay. Oh, Dave, there's no way they're going to give that guy $4 really? million. A week ago, you told me there's no way Bob Melvin's coming back. He's coming think, back. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe even... that until 2024 yeah. starts. <laughs> right. So for you guys, when you look at it, decisions that have to be made, who's the one that you fear the most? Could be on the move. Fear the most? Yeah. Soto, Hassan Kim. Yeah, Soto. Soto more than Kim, to be honest. He played all 162 games this season. It's only 24. Yeah. There's something about the having that guy in the lineup, right? Reliable. Hasn't hit his prime. No, he has not. I just think it's so funny because everybody, when Soto first came here, was talking about how horrible Soto was, and we gave up the farm for Soto, and then here we are talking about him being gone. I think you at least go into 2024 with him, and he's probably going to be a trade piece depending on where we're sitting. Yeah, I agree with at that. the all-star break. I, to me, that makes sense. I'd be very disappointed they trade him in the, in the winter. Well, if you trade him, his number goes up from... 30 million. Seven, by 13 million. So he goes up by 13... So that's kind of a wash with maybe Tim Hill and you you still have to you're still gonna have to cut forty million. Like that's the deal. Like it, who I who says we have to cut forty million though? They they were on the record saying we have to get to two hundred because of the debt level that Major League Baseball wants them to meet. Mm. And they are again, now we've heard uh, Laura, I think you make a very good point. Because last year we heard they had seven yep. million to spend, right? And they went out and got Waka Lugo, yeah. Bogards, right? Yeah. But it sure feels like this year they're pretty committed to that two hundred number. Mm. And you go, Okay, I get it. Soto comes back at thirty. But where where are you gonna make the cuts when you're already against the bone? You don't even have a healthy starter. The thing is, is that they say they're talking to Snell and um, the one I don't like. Is somebody on the Padres you don't like? Erica. Yes. Oh, my uh, gosh. He pissed me off. <laughs> uh, hater? Yeah, Hater. Yeah. Yeah, they're talking to Snell and Hater for their um, for contracts next season. So who knows if they're actually cutting that money? Right. Uh, and they're talking to Soto. Wow. Yeah. I mean... So do you really believe that they're cutting that much? Because I, I, I understand don't. the. I'm hearing what Jeff hears. I've heard the yeah. same thing yeah. that yeah. because of Major League Baseball saying you need to get down to 200 million dollars, that it sounds like the Padres are serious. Which you guys have been with this team a long time. We remember the days when the payroll was 88 million, <laughs> like 200 million. Holy! John Morris bought the team for 80 million. Yeah, like we'll take it. But 
again, you don't you don't have anybody coming off the books. You have two more years at Hosmer at 13. Gross. R- gross, <laughs> right? Do we still have Carpenter for another year? Yeah, six and a half. Yeah. Anybody want Carpenter? Right. <laughs> right. And, and those kind of things all figure it out. So, again, Erica, I saw that. I heard what AJ yeah. said, which, I mean, I don't know. Right? If you're, okay, we'll take him at his word. But to your I point, just, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I just don't get why they're talking to a player, a pitcher who won't pitch. That's my thing. Like, you right. want to sign another contract and shackle yourself to someone who will not pitch because of one bad experience. Well, can they adjust his agreement, though? Well, that's what I was going to say, because maybe now that he has, in fairness to Hater, if he has the comfort of a contract and he knows he's locked in and he doesn't have the arbitration issues with Milwaukee, then yeah, maybe he goes, yeah, and those, I can do that. To me, it's just weird that you have a guy that is so cut and dry, Erica, to your point. I can go two days in a row. I can go one inning, and then I absolutely need that day off. Mm -hmm. And I just, even when Rosenthal was here, Mark Melanson was here, Heath Bell was here, the guys that guys that Kirby Yates. Houston the, Street. You always forget about Houston Street. Right. Guys that were consistent <laughs> 35, 40 save guys. It just felt like they just pitched. Mm-hmm. And then you looked at it as a fan. You go, fuck, a guy's throwing a thousand pitches in three nights. Like, give him a day. But it didn't feel like uh, like it does with Josh Hader, where they're just sitting there, Dave, with a pitch count. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Okay, shut down. 72 hours. Well, he's going to want around $20 million a year. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to want Edwin Diaz, Diaz money. money. Yeah, yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. right. And Edwin Diaz set the bar completely different. So he's going to want the big money. And once he gets that contract, because he said he's never made real money, then maybe he goes back to being a four-out guy. Have you thought about, Laura, if they have to cut $53 million, right, while replenishing the lineup, have you started thinking about looking at money, Erica as well, and go, this is where they can cut the money and uh, and we'll, let's keep Hader and in, in, uh, Blake Snell in play. Let's keep Soto in play. Where do you look at and go, this is the money that they can cut? So I kind of think of it a little bit differently, and I'm curious to get both of your opinions. I don't go so much first of where are we cutting first, but and I flip it and I go, where do we have the need first? Mm. Because then I think that helps guide where you cut. Nice. Um, and one question I have for you all before I kind of give my opinion, but – do you think they go more after free agency? Because I was looking at the pitchers in free agency next year. <laughs> right, it's not yeah. great. It's not great. That, yeah, yeah, I mean, this year and the following year? Yeah, yeah. it's not. Um, because if we lose Snell, um, when we lose Snell, um, and then if you're talking about losing Hater, that's a significant impact. You could probably move Martinez. I feel like tight pants kind of earned <laughs> something in the rotation, right? But um, what do you think they go more free agency or are they going to go trade if they have to fill the hole with pitching? I think they're going free agency. Right. My feeling is they're going to go free agency. Try to find I, another one. I mean, who, who can they trade? Like, you see what I'm saying? Who can you trade? The contracts are bad. For me, the, I mean, Jeff said it's like a Grisham doesn't belong in center field. No. It's no. a shame because now it looks like you can't afford a guy like Bellinger. It would be fantastic to have him right. center. He wants to stay with the Cubs, though, right? He, they all say that. Yeah. They all say yeah. stuff like that. You know, the, the Yankees believe they're getting him. You know, so you always, you, you don't burn bridges when you're a free agent, but. It sounds like his time in Chicago is done. He would come back here to San Diego. The Padres drafted his brother. You know, most people don't yeah. remember that, but he would he would come back to the National League West in a heartbeat. The guy lives in Arizona. He now has two kids. 
he would probably love to come back to Southern California. But at the same time, I thought he'd be a great fit for the pods. I really thought the pods were going to go after, before we heard about the money thing, Bellinger and before Urias did something stupid. Mm. I thought they were going to use him to go after and replace Snell. mentioning that, yeah. And because you go, there's a lefty, the the connection to Mexico, the whole deal, and now Urias will never play again, and he shouldn't. But what about Trevor Bauer? You guys, hang on. You guys, everybody, we were too. We, uh, I'm not standing in front of my glass house throwing rocks. We were all incredibly vocal based on what we knew at the time. And now the story of this week comes out. Uh, to me, it's the same thing as Matt Ariza. Matt Ariza deserves the opportunity to play in the NFL. And now I look at Trevor Bauer and I go with Trevor Bauer. I, I just, I, I think Trevor Bauer, Dave, will Trevor Bauer be back in Major League Baseball? I don't think so. That's amazing. But the thing with Trevor Bauer that's different than Ariza, without even getting into sure, I gotcha. the allegations, the sexual assault allegations. Aside from that, Trevor Bauer is not known for being one of the greatest teammates. (laughs) Very true. You know what I mean? And having this phenomenal clubhouse culture and really respecting the game the way that the game is, the politics of the game today. So I don't really know that the Padres would want to absorb that given all the other personalities and things. That already were a challenge. There was a reason why we were bringing in Nelson Cruz and some more tenured guys at the beginning of the year. Jerks and Profar. (laughs) Right. Right, but I mean, it worked. Hey, they did real well once Profar came I'm not arguing, yeah. So I think with Bauer, it's different politics. Aside from the allegations, I think the allegations just made it easy for MLB to say we're done with you personally. But what do I know? You think he wouldn't come back because MLB would tell teams don't bring him back? I think no team wants to touch him just because of all the other things known about him. He's been known for being a yeah. tough. He was been that way since, since UCLA college. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Garrett Cole hey, burns it out quick, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's he's awkward. I mean, he says that he's not. He never had friends. He doesn't socialize well. Yeah, and this know? team already seems to be a little socially divided. Right. You probably don't need to bring anybody in as bad <laughs> as you need pitching. Yeah. And as and you much, can get him for the cheap. I was just going to say, his number may be there. Laura, I tend to think with you, yeah, let's look for other options. You got enough uh, circus, you know what I mean? Like everything yeah. going on, we don't need <laughs> to add to it. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy about the girl, you know, which has now come out, it's Rich Hill's daughter, you know, before you and I knew, but we didn't say it. But right. now it has come out that it's former USD uh, baseball coach, Rich Hill's daughter. She lives right by my son in Nashville, sees her all the time. She was she went on um, the Instagram lives and everything. Yeah, she's she? done a lot of interviews. It doesn't come off well at all in no. any of them. No, no. It's like she should, should have stopped that. That was a bad idea. Incredibly sad. We've known yeah. his father, her father, for a long time, and it just you feel bad for the family, right? Look at that, and you go terrible. Uh, we joked about Profar, but when you look at what Profar did, right? Look at Gary Sanchez. We joked about Sanchez when he came back here, right? He played much better than I anticipated. I ripped the shit out of him. about that. Yeah. No. I did. I ripped the hell out of him. I've watched him for years. I said bring him back for Profar, and everybody thought I was joking. Yeah. Yeah. But right now, right now, those two guys, Sanchez, Profar, as Mm -hmm. you're adjusting your budget to try to get to $200 would those guys be... Give me a letter grade, A to F, as far as those two guys, a priority for your offseason as you're filling spots, keeping the budget in mind, knowing what is out there free agents, but also 
Uh, Sanchez, maybe not as much as Profar, but but grading him, Laura, as an A to an F, like Drew Pomeranz is an F, right? Like we don't need to see that guy ever again. What do you put on Sanchez? What do you put on Profar, knowing what they meant to the staff, where they fit budget-wise? Is you're putting together your your big whiteboard for the offseason, Preller calls in and says, Erica, how much of a priority is... <laughs> Uh, shit, you I, I, I take you. <laughs> I take you before a lot of those dopes. Trust me. Uh, how much of a priority would those guys be? I would say Sanchez is more of a priority than Profar. On a scale Profar. one to five. On a scale more to, one to five for who's more Sa- important? Yeah, Sanchez. Sanchez you, is a five. How much are you giving him? What do you think Shoot. that takes? Can you get him for four million? Well, no way. The interesting thing about Profar so. and Sanchez is the market already said they didn't want them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Rockies came in and said, here's a one-year deal. But Profar, right. I still don't think, got what he, he wanted. Didn't. But he had a, he didn't have a good year. He's not making it. He's not going to make the money he would have made if he stayed with the pods. No. Sanchez will make more money, though. But how much more money? I think it's maybe What, he six, hit 19 home runs in a limited well, amount of time? It was, yeah, it was 18, Here? Yeah. Here, yeah. yeah. Two months. <laughs> yeah. I would say Sanchez, $7 million one year. And what position would he play? Oh, catcher. What about Capasano? Can't be still there. Okay, so yeah. you're going to take away time for a young kid? Well, I mean, I mean Capasano can... proved he can play. Oh, yeah, absolutely, but they could go 50-50. Campy can't play every day. And you're just letting those guys go 50-50 until Sal is ready to go? Yeah, and that's going to be a while. How, like, really? I think he'll be up in two years. Really? I do. I think he'll be up by 20 years old. I think those yeah. guys, and I think the other thing why I think Kim's coming, but hang on, Laura. What about for Profar? How much is Profar? And where do you play Profar? Where do That's you play him? That's what I mean. He's just a platoon player, but he seemed to bring all the vibes back. I think Profar's in left. I think Soto's in right. I think uh, Tatis is in center. I think Grisham's gone. Yep. So you think Soto would go back to right when he said he wanted to stay in left? He didn't want to keep switching. He wanted to stay in one spot. Yeah, I think he goes back because I think Tatis is going to center. We'll see about that. That would to yeah. me that it actually works for you if you can it, do that. If you can get Soda does. to go back to right, he's Soto's a terrible outfielder. Right it's a huge field, right field at Petco Park. He was not great at it. I think he was better in left. Than he right. was because it's yeah. small area to cover, and he wasn't yeah. great there either. But he was fine, serviceable. Yeah, I'll uh, tell you the guy, Jeff. The guy. Well, hang on. Let Laura answer priorities for these Profar and Sanchez. Yeah, I want to know how much you're paying. How much am I? Yeah, how much you're paying? <laughs> Sanchez is going to cost you. I don't know if he's. At least ten million. Oh, I don't at think least? at least nineteen home know. runs in a limited amount of time. I don't think you could use them as a DH. You could use them as a DH. Dave's paying a thousand seven, for streaming. Seven, I feel like is still. I can see it happening, but I still feel like it's on the high end because the market literally said they didn't. Want if they're paying him, him ten million, he can go. Multiple like, yeah. he, he can go. In the season, they didn't want him. So is I, he four, worth four million more than Carpenter? Carpenter isn't worth that deal. First of all, <laughs> yeah. So that's a bad. Analogy. Uh, is Profar a priority for you? I think Profar is a priority just because we're not getting what we need. It, it breaks my heart, but out of Grisham. Yeah. Um, and I think you can get him at less for less money to get us closer to that two hundred million that yeah. we need to. Sanchez. Sanchez, I feel like you need to keep, but it's because I still am not sold on. Depending on the number. Sold on him. Nope, I still depending not on the sold number on his defensive skills. So. But depending on the number. Depending on the number, yeah. Yeah. All right, so here's the DH that the Padres should be chasing. If you're going to spend money for a DH, there's one right up the freeway. Don't say Otani. 
No, no not he's, gonna say, uh, yeah. he's gonna say JD Martinez. JD Martinez, thirty-five home runs, hundred RBIs. He won't have a job next year in LA. But what's he getting? I don't know. Right now, he makes twelve million dollars a year. He's going to get a raise though because he's yeah. had a great year. But JD Martinez is fantastic. Has been for almost every organization he's played for. I think uh, heading into twenty twenty three, yeah. Heading into twenty twenty four, no. They're not going to. They, so, how good do you think this team will be next year? That's the biggest thing because you have so many holes that you have to fill when you cut this money, and it starts with starting pitching. You have to figure out what your rotation is before anything else. And if the idea is that you're just going to trade Soto and fill it, it's like, God, it's such a huge step back. Like, you have no pitching right now. Like, you you can't tell me Matt Waldron's your five, right? You have to assume <laughs> you have to assume Lugo and Waka are gone because I can't imagine. Would you give those guys their money? I mean, it's each it's sixteen million to a guy. One Waka was down gone. for six weeks, yeah. six weeks, and he's always hurt. Yes, yeah. I mean, if Snell had been down for six weeks, I mean, Darvish was down. Musgrove, you have to assume, is healthy. But again, you have, yeah, when's Darvish going to be back? Right? And you have nobody. And Darvish is usually out, I feel like, one month out of the season. Right. For back or Minimum, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Always out. So here you go. Walk is $32 million if you want to keep him for two years. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where the contract. The Padres make the choice on that one. I think mm-hmm. he's going. Yeah. You think the Padres cut ties? I do yeah. too. I think I, I don't think they think so. You think the Padres give them think, 32 million for 2 years? I think so. But ha- they might have to, Jeff, because yeah, they don't have anything don't, else to go to. They I, don't. They have then, nothing. Again, that's fine. But that means you've just added nine more on your number. That means somebody's got to go. And it's not like the Cronenworth deal is people are jumping at moving that. If you're Who's if taking that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But you've just added $9 million on to your books. If you trade Cronenworth, you're going to have to pay a big part of that contract. 100%. Or unless you're able to unload him with, with Soto. If you're, that's what somebody wrote, is that when they're, I think that was Bleacher Report had, given credit where it's due, is that if the Padres are looking to move Soto, one of the things that they're going to try to do, and I'm assuming that when they talk to the Yankees or the Mets, is yeah, you could take Soto, but you have to take Cronenworth too. And get out from under that deal. Then I you could lose Soto in a year and be stuck with Cronenworth if you're yeah. the Yankees. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could <laughs> be crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only one who could get away with that and keep his job is Cashman. Because Cashman does dumb shit all the time. <laughs> He's the only person that could do that as a GM and keep his job. I mean, you're seeing GMs fired all over the place. Yeah. Oh, the Mets? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, the Mets are a whole new, they have a, finally have a good GM. I mean, good guys running the organization. Stern's not going to do that. No, he's he's not sitting there saying I'm doing a rental again. I mean, you guys are going the wrong direction. You're going north. Well, we got to head very you, far well, south. Well, the question is, do you want to compete? So I'm asking you, what does the team look like next year? How how do, how can they compete? How can they compete if you're cutting 53 million and you have to fill three starter roles? I get if you're going to move Suarez in for for Hater. I get that. Yeah, but it's not like you have somebody. You don't have the Suarez or two or three. And really, with this team, you probably need about seven quality starters, right? Because yeah. guys go down all the time. And it's not that, I mean, Martinez, I think he's gone. I think he's gone. I think Waka's gone. I think Luco's gone. But I just, I look at it and go, dude, who are you going to get in here, right, for the money you guys pay? 
Who are you going to get in here that's going to give you 25 to 30 starts? Okay, let's look at tradable guys. Could you, would you trade Kim? Yes. Okay. Would you trade Kim? $7 million a year is in the last year of a contract. I don't want to. It's the easiest way but, to fix your pitching. Yeah, I don't want to, but it's probably the way to go. He's almost the only tradable guy you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soto. Yeah, Soto's a rental. I got for whoever it. gets him, it's a rental. That, yeah, that but they'll like trade for him. Deadline at the middle. Of the yeah, season. that's what I'm saying. You're going to get the most for him. I think. I think at the deadline. No, you get the most for him in the off season. Now, really? the, well, yeah, you know, he's right on. If you're going to get prospects in return, not a starting pitcher. I don't think during the offseason. not for a team that's going to compete. But but the starting pitcher that you're, you're going to get minor league players is what you're going to get. Right. If you trade but if Soto the, during if the, the winter. Mets are making a deal for Soto at the deadline, they're not going to give you a front line. You're not the Mets aren't trading jack shit. I'm saying hypothetically. If you're trading with the Mets at the deadline, they're not giving you their one or two starter. They're giving you Johnny Bananas at double A, and that's what you're going to get. Well, I feel like at the at the at that point, at the if we're talking like middle of the season, it's not going to matter. It's what are we going to get today? And I just don't think anyone's yeah. going to give us anything major right okay, now. Okay, so the question is, can they compete for a playoff spot in 2024? That and that's the only way that I think they bring Preller back. Right? That I think Preller got the call back is that, hey, you got us into it. Get us out of it, right? Your mess, clean it up. Yeah, I think, Laura. Uh, I think that's it. He's going to get completely obliterated when he can't do it. Unless, Dave, unless the 200 number is just, unless they're going the other way, right? Unless they really are just like, fuck it. Baseball, fuck it. Fuck it. We're going after it. We're going to re-sign Snell, and we're going to re-sign Soto, and did we say 200? We met 600. So there's like, a part of me that's like, there's such a mess that that's why I'm like, that's why I asked you, where are we really hearing that from? Yeah. And, and then also, do they ever stick to a plan that they say right. they're going to do? The no. quote was in the in both the Dennis Lynn article and in the AC article that the guy who came in um, from the Seidler Equity Group right. with Groupner went to New York and told Major League Baseball in a meeting in New York, that we're getting our number to 200 million, that we're committed to get down to 200 million because of whatever the debt level is that Major League Baseball wants right. you at. Right. So you're on record going back and telling the league that we're getting to 200 million. If you, I don't know what, what oh. penalties you face, if you determine it's your club, if you determine, yeah, we were at 253, we're going to go to 353. Because we're going to go out and, and we're going to yeah, be if I'm Major League Baseball, I'm also going, hey, fuckers, when your TV deal fell apart, we picked up the pieces. Uh-huh. And now you're yeah. going to lie to us and jack it up, screw everybody yeah. over? Like, who do you think you are? If yeah. I'm Major League Baseball, like, you better stay to that $200 million. The, yeah. the words that they used are really important, though. They said they're committed to getting to $200 million. That means they could try. It's not <laughs> yeah. a promise. It's but not you, a promise. I got it. And this team is... I mean, the numbers game with this team is always interesting. It's, it's always crazy. And well, that's the job of a PE firm is they're going to come in and they're going to say, here's where we're slashing costs first. So I, it's sort of like if there's a rep from a private equity company, okay, that's what they're going to say. I know that they're putting it on record with the MLB, but there's a part of me that's like, is it tinfoil hat time? Like, right. is it, <laughs> right. is it um, their way of just trying to see what else is out there? putting it out there saying, hey, we're going to get rid of some guys just to see if other GMs might reach out and say, hey, if you're going to get rid of this person to open up potential deals, like doesn't that put it more in your favor to say, hey, we might be getting rid of some guys to see what else is out there, see if someone bites, yeah. rather than saying, oh, we're committed to keeping all these guys. I, I, yeah, I mean, you don't, 
You don't have much, Dave, to your point, other than Kim. Yeah. That Seriously, you can trade. That people would actually trade oh, for yeah. because it's affordable and the team gets better. Right. And you have a surplus, right? And that allows you to move Cronenworth back to second, assuming Bogarts stays at short. But if the plan is to put Bogarts at first, which you saw, and then Cronenworth at second, Kim back at short, Manny and his elbow at third, right? And then... Soto and and how does two. Bogarts take that? You're in the second year of an 11 year deal, and they're moving you already positions. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you already worried about that clubhouse. He said he's open to it, but not this year. Yeah, when I'm 37, yeah. talk to me again. Bring it yeah, up again. He said in a couple years, talk to me. They're going to have the best first base ever because there's going to be three guys over there. Gene and Troy, him and Manny. Gene and Troy. What a disaster. Oh, my gosh. That was a painful trade. All right. Why we, does G-Man Troy only have sex missionary style? <laughs> you know the answer? I don't need to know the answer. <laughs> Fuck's the matter with you? I fucked up the joke already. Why does he only have sex on his back is the joke. I don't know. Because he only fucks up. Yeah. He's a mess. G-Man Troy and Rich Hill, terrible. Where's your, <laughs> where's your rock star GM? Erica, you're I such a big fan like, of AJ Preller, and now oh, look yeah. at him. <laughs> I feel yeah. like... He was reading a lot of things on Twitter because for a, about a solid month, everyone was saying on Twitter, trade for G-Man Choi, trade for G-Man Choi. And I feel like he just really bought into that. And if that's the kind of GM we have, that's really concerning. I know it was one game, but I sat home and watched probably seven innings of that game against Detroit mm -hmm. that that kid Jackson Wolf pitched. Mm -hmm. And I looked at that kid and I it's one game in Detroit. I get it. But I look and go, all right, that's a guy a year from now that could be that fifth guy, could be your long reliever, could be, right? And that guy who's going to get the spot start and come in. I go, that's pretty cool. All right, that's just one guy, small little puzzle piece that we talked about, and you fucking trade him. Yeah. I'm on a plane. I go, what the fuck? <laughs> What'd you do, you asshole? I can't stand Preller. To me, Preller's the biggest backstabber in this town. He's a fucking fraud. And the, the way that people line up to kiss this fucking guy's ass like he's done anything, it makes me sick. If he worked for you guys, you'd get him out. Mm -hmm. He's a little fucking chicken face weasel. I can't stand this guy. I think he's... Listen, Jim Russell said it, and I think Kevin Acey, I was mentioning to you guys. Dave and I have known Kevin A.C. probably 25 years. Not like we hang out with him and go to La Jolla mm -hmm. Beach and Tennis Club. But we've known him a long time. The idea that Kevin A.C. was so pissed off by Preller being the douchebag that Preller is that Kevin called him and laid into him is one of my favorite Kevin A.C. stories. Not that I have a, a basketball. Yeah, you, tell me another. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the second favorite. But good for Kevin. Good for Kevin to call that guy out on being such a fucking clown. Mm -hmm. And he's running this team that we love into the ground. The fact that he lost the respect to Bob Melvin. How do you do that? How do you do that? And how do you keep your job? Oh, he's a fucking joke. My favorite Preller quote was that it's normal for GMs to go through five yeah, coaches. Yeah, that was a good one. That was great. That was a good one. That was my favorite. I laughed out loud. Yeah. The answer, well, you, by the way, is two. Two, yeah. two oh, managers. Yeah. 
Yeah, to just lose them after you get yeah. them for two years and that's it. I'd yeah. be fired if I had five managers reporting into me. Yeah. If you had all... somebody that conducted business the way he does, as shady as he was yeah. with the medicals way back in the day, should have gotten him fired. Uh -huh. The way he conducts business, the way he has represented this organization in and out, day in, day out, should have gotten him fired. Because you would have looked at him and said, this guy is terminal to my company. And Peter, God bless him, but he can't see the forest through the trees, man. He's a fanboy. Mm -hmm. Peter Seidler is a fanboy. And I can't imagine how he has been so successful and been such a great guy while being a fanboy. Peter fucked everything up with Manny Machado yeah. by getting involved in that. Breaks my heart to say it, but Peter has lost track of the fact that that team belongs to this city. He bought it. It belongs to this city. He, he charges you guys money, right? Everything you pay for, you go. You're supporting his business. But that is part of the, the thread of this community. It's not part of the thread of Seidler Equity. Mm -hmm. And Peter needs his feet held to the fire. Absolutely needs to be called out and held because this bullshit, arrogant attitude that they've taken with Grubner, that fucking guy, and these other fucking dipshits, they need to learn that arrogant and ignorant is no way to go through life. It's the exact thing that we saw with the Chargers, and it's showing up again with that fucking group down there. Yeah. They don't know everything. They don't. And they made a huge mistake as business owners to think that anybody like you guys who work very hard for your money that have a lot of options in this community where to spend it are just going to be so blindly loyal to follow those fuckheads. They don't know shit. <laughs> Other than the fact that they overpaid for Xander, 100% overpaid for Xander. The fact that he signed Drew Pomerantz to that deal should have got him fucking run out of baseball. The fact uh, that he brought... Pomeranz back right. after getting suspended for lying about Pomeranz's medicals is wild. Right? Why? Why did you bring him back if you wanted to unload him so bad? Yeah. So, do they owe you anything as season ticket holders? Do you feel the Padres owe you anything? They gave us hot dogs and sodas for two days. So what? I mean, they yep. did like a we're so sorry that we suck basically party. Yeah. I couldn't go because I didn't have, I was, a, it was for members, but it wasn't either day that they, I had member tickets. Like Adrian I didn't have, and I went. so I would have had yeah. to buy tickets all to you go could eat? to the free game. No, it was, it was one hot dog. <laughs> what no. They gave you one hot dog Stop for it. fucking up? Yeah, one drink. Jesus. Stop yeah. it. What? Yeah, yeah. They, it was like a party in the park for members of like a basically After the sorry season? we suck. It was, it was right at the end. Yeah, it was I think it was August. Yeah. It was it was the last minute ditch the effort. Saddest and thing it was I ever on a heard. Friday and Saturday. Oh my god. And I was like, You jerks. Like that's not even the days that I have my season ticket. So they're like blowing me up. And I was like, I have to buy a ticket to go to this stupid event to get some cold hot dog and a soda. The hot dogs that's were warm. A, that gave you a hot dog. That's the craziest Holy thing. Shit. Dude, that's embarrassing. That is yes. embarrassing. They shouldn't have been done that. Twitter went after them for it. They yeah. should have. I mean, I wish it was a Hodad's burger instead. Right. Like, <laughs> Still. Put yourself on the line a little bit. You give her one hot dog. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> be ridiculous. It's embarrassing as hell. It, it is. I have no idea this happened. You know, they're the Emperor's new clothes. Mm -hmm. And they're walking around down there like they've got it all figured out. And they have no idea that Bernie Wilson's coming in here in a week. Oh, would no, love to I hear that. It. Well, I will hear it, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because I, listen, man, I, there's too many guys that play the game that just, ah, you know, everything's fine. 
I couldn't give less of a fuck what anybody in that fucking building thinks about anything. Fuck them. I tell them if you're sitting right here. Mm-hmm. Fuck Preller, you fucking dipshit. Bernie <laughs> asked a pretty tough question. God bless him. He to, did? Yeah, to um, AJ. He was calling yeah. him out during the right. interview. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He should. Mm-hmm. He's the only one in the media that does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Everyone else goes, uh, yeah, don't want to hurt feelings. I fucking call out Groupner too. What are you doing? Your fucking job is to make sure that members don't feel insulted when you bring them down for a fucking hot dog? <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That. He made sure we got our hot dogs, though. Dude, that's pathetic. Sent a yeah, reminder d- email and everything. Yeah, to the game that I didn't even have. So, right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen, here's the other thing. The idea that it was on Groupner's watch that this uh, uh, Delaware North group Mm-hmm. Yes. is allowed to go in there oh, yeah. and run that and cherry pick money while guys like Bob McElroy and the Alpha Project or the Ronald McDonald House or anybody else, any other charity you want, make a wish, are doing anything. And the idea that they ran from that story should be disgusting too. They should they- have jumped in front of that story and said, look, we have people that handle it, but guess what? It's our operation. It's our fans that are coming in, spending the money. And they stole the money from our fans. But instead, because they're gutless, like I've said all along, and disgusting and embarrassing and have lost the, their vision. They've forgotten who they are. Eric, Peter, the whole group, whoever this dumb fuck is from Seidler Equity. Nobody gives a shit. We shove guys like that in a fucking locker. I'm going to listen to this asshole. And the fact that they let that money get stolen from you guys. Dave, you and I, when we go down, buy shit. And they, whoa, throw their hands up. Eric can't fucking jump down on the field fast enough to get his fucking picture taken with Emma Stone. But when something really happens in this town, where the fuck is he? Fuck that dude. I think what's more important. (laughs) Fuck him. What's more important is that it stole money from deserving charities. Absolutely. Some, a real charity could have stepped in, but instead you're deciding to. And a real organization steps up and says, we yeah. fucked up. We yeah. hired people. We trusted people to do this and they dropped the ball. Where's that Groupner? I got my fancy lenses. My beard looks good. Who gives a fuck? To, Get the fuck out of the camera, you asshole. He had to make sure to give a Padres jersey to Morgan Wallen. Right. That he could, that he could wear on stage. Right. Do the right thing, dude. Yeah. Protect your members. Don't insult them by doing stupid shit like we heard tonight. Take care of that. Figure it out. That's how you win it back. You win it back by going, this is what we're doing. We're a quality organization. And we're going to let this dumb fuck Preller, who can't go two words without saying you know. (laughs) I've known goddamn crackheads that are more... uh, Able to put sentences better than that asshole. Fuck yeah. these guys. My neighbors outside can speak better than Right. Me. Right, Erica. <laughs> exactly. An El Cajon. The guy passed out under the bridge. That They're guy. more yeah, literate. That guy. The guy exactly doing tattoos. So you, I haven't seen that guy. You're the telling guy me the after that entire beautiful rant um, that you're going to honestly believe that they're going to stick to the $200 million. I That's just a don't problem. They it's don't a even, very fair, Laura, and it's so disgusting that they've lost all credibility. I've loved that team since I was 15 yeah. years old. You guys, but we say it all the time. I've told Dave, my son Jack's 15 right now. I don't have anything better over Jack or over you guys because I put up with that bullshit longer than you guys have. We all love that team. We're all in the same boat, but they don't give a fuck. That's the problem. They don't give a fuck about this fan base. 
They don't. I think the majority of people aren't aware of all the shit that goes on, Jeff. Because they I don't want to know, Dave, yeah, because you, they're so fucking blindly loyal to everything for true. some, because they're too fucking lazy to look into it. Ah, oh, come on, man. Why do you hate those guys? I, because they're fucking Hear it a million shysters. Times. You're too tough. What they need, Jeff, is they need uh, positive reinforcement. And right. you aren't giving it to them, and you're part I of the know. problem. I wonder if they could survive on the East Coast. And they I would, wonder they that wouldn't. Will they survive in like a, a fan base like Philadelphia? Oh, no. no. The New Sox? York, Boston? No. no. Dude, I went to a Red Sox game a few years ago, and the, they had no interest in small talk. It was the games there. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Literally, it was like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're here for nine innings, and we're managing along with the manager. If, if Dave has a restaurant, okay? Dave has a restaurant in San Diego, and you guys go down and you try it. And whatever it is that you want, chicken parm, what, and it comes out, and the chicken parm is the size of this bottle cap, and Dave's charging you 40 bucks for it. You're like, fuck that guy. No place to park. The food sucks. Cool view, right? But why would I pay 40 bucks for that shit? Mm-hmm. How much is your per ticket? And I get it. It's fun to go down and watch Fernando. I love that. Manny's great. Dude, you go down there, you're a part of it. But this idea that... The thing that we're not recognizing as a fan base is the window for this fucking team was 2023, right? Because Hayter's gone and Snell's gone. That tightens that window. We're one year away from Soto being gone and Manny being a year older and Darvish being a year older. That tightens it too. The other problem is then we start getting into the extended years of Cronenworth at 12 million. What? Right? What the fuck is that? He oh. had that one moment. Yeah, that, that one big hit against the Dodgers. The one moment, and that's which was great. Yeah, he's a he's a guy. Yeah. He yeah. probably doesn't know how to negotiate a contract. So right, not at all. But not, he's not the definition of excellence, according to Pete. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, man. I love the guy, but he deserves to be checked just like everybody else. And nobody in that fan base calls him out. And you know, Bernie. I talked to Bernie the other day. I go, how much should you go in there? He goes, I cover the winning team. So when I go in, it's fine. I don't have to see that shit. I just, I think the fact that Kevin AC, again, and I know everybody has their own thoughts on Kevin. That's fine. I don't have to defend him. I'll just tell you, Dave, have you ever heard a situation? I cannot tell you how disgusting that Charger organization was. They were the definition of disgusting in every way they, they ran their business, gross. Never once did he get to the point where he had to call up a guy and yell at him because Preller's such a fucking snake in the grass. And we just sit there and put up with that shit. Ridiculous. Well, the way you're going to win the fan base back is by wins, right? You're, as long as they win, you're going to be happy. So going into next year, just looking ahead. What are you worried about next year as far as the teams that they're competing? Looking at the playoffs now, and you go, okay, which teams are returning teams? Well, I mean, this, I'll, I'll be the first to say I picked the Cardinals to win the division. They didn't. Brewers probably be on a down spot, but someone's going to win that fucking division. Yeah. Phillies aren't going anywhere. Braves aren't going anywhere. The Dodgers should be better, especially if they end up getting Otani. Mm-hmm. And you go, and the Diamondbacks have been the shocker. They're the ones that passed the Padres. Yep. So looking at this team, do you see them making the playoffs next year, no matter what moves they make? And if they don't make the playoffs, what does that do for you as a season ticket holder? Do you go, 
hey, I'm paying for wins at this point. I'm paying a shitload of money. I thought you were going to well, say, I thought you were going to say, I'm paying for wins, motherfucker. Yeah. I was like, hey, That's why I'm thinking. But I, again, I'm not the one that dishes the money out. Right. These two are committed Padre fans. It's amazing. I think that this ownership, this GM, they all fail to realize that San Diego is a very fickle city. When you're not winning, we're not there. And it gets taken over by other teams. The Chargers saw it all the time. Yes, that's the true. The Padres saw it all the time. Old videos would come up. Of and course. It's just Dodger with fans, fans, Giant fans, they, yeah. they fill it up. They could be very they, close to New that York again. Cubs fans. Yep. Cubs it up. fans. What was Did it you guys waiver it all this year? On your on your renewal? Did you waiver it all? A little. Did you yeah. call each other? Like, let's say Laura dropped out. <laughs> Erica, would you still be I think that's a fair older? question, though. I mean, we usually don't go on the same days, yeah. though. Oh, well. Like, I'll invite her to a game. Um, She'll invite me to a game. Is there a part of you guys going into next year that feels like, you know, I don't want to say they're on probation or warning, but but are you as, would you feel like tonight, you're just knowing how everything is and, and going into it, would you say next year, September, you're as committed to a renewal as you were this year? All I've known is disappointment. So, like, you all are talking to me about something I felt my entire life. My brother-in-law so. is the same way, Lord. That's and and I just wonder. So you're like, yeah, I'm still I mean, in. Yeah, it's my family's what, been season ticket holders forever. So, got it. My brother-in-law, 25 years, same thing. Erica, where are you at? Is there any part? I think I'd still renew. Okay, but I'd be more pissed off. No, I got it. I'd probably spend less money. I won't keep. I've been upgrading my tickets every year, and it's sort of like a, I'll just probably end up. Do you have like a 40 game? 20. 20 would you would you stay 20 is there any part where you go from 20 to 10 i, I don't know you I, can't I, I go 10. oh you can't yeah i do 20 just because i usually end up going to Got other games with friends yeah. and you get discounts so yeah the freedom of that. and dave i wonder my brother-in-law is the exact same way they've been in and my sister they've been in for 25 yeah. years pissed just like you guys pissed but it's their it's their escape they love it. They know the people. Do you guys know all the people in your area? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah right? Mm-hmm. And you guys get together and, and they see everybody. And I've got other friends that have said that they go as season ticket holders. And it's almost like, uh, it was funny. They yeah, it's family, right? And they bring, like, they just know everybody. And they wouldn't give that up. I think and I respect that. I get that. What Erica said, where it's going to be less the season ticket holders like us mm-hmm. who have just grown up with the depressing team it's going to be was colin heard or i can't remember what his that's coward like, coward yeah uh his show um the herd and he was talking this is like a couple seasons ago he said something about how in a um, city like san diego those fans have so many options i think he was talking about the chargers at the mm. time and he said you can go hiking at tory pines you could be golfing you could be doing whatever you don't have to be sitting in the stadium like there's so many other things you could be doing all year round where if you look at like buffalo literally the city of buffalo that's all they have right (laughs) right um or some of these midwestern towns where it's green bay yeah green bay but bringing it back to like the well the royals probably aren't the greatest example but there's towns where it's like that sports team's all they have yeah I think Erica's point is right where it's like, okay, well, if they continue to fall, they're not going to have the record sellouts that they have now because those fans are just going to say, I'd rather go be at the beach than watch whatever's yeah. going on. And I, I'm one of these guys that loves to see, you know, talented players, the best of the best. Uh-huh. I would have bought season tickets. If I was a Padre fan that said I can afford it, 
boom, I'm going. If you're telling me Soto's there and Tatis is there and Machado's there and Bogarts is there, man, I'm all in. But you love the sport, though. I do. I love the sport. they're trying to grow, yeah. make a casual yeah. fan. I mean, my complaints of, of why I don't go more, I get more off the TV. Like, oh, right. I want to, and, and I get really irritated by the way they run the, 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 re, the replay board, you know, yeah. the Diamond Vision. If it's still called a diamond vision, but I can't stand the fact if it's something negative against the pods, they won't show it on TV. They're going to show it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that, that bothers me that wait a second, do it for the baseball fan, not just the Padre fans. Like if they don't show it, it never happened. It's horseshit. It's like when fans throw a baseball back on the field, they don't take the run off the board, asshole. You just lost the baseball, <laughs> yeah. you know, where's me? stupid shit like that wears me out. So if you give me the best experience ever of being there, being around people that are rooting for the team and understand the game, I'd go to more games. Right. But the fact that they, I'm going, like I've been with Jeff and I go, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And they don't replay it. It's they, funny what you, go ahead, Erica. They started doing it at the end of the season. Well, great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what the fuck? It is funny when people say that about San Diego, because we've heard that forever, right? Like you can, you have all these options. Like, is anybody ever going out to the Cabrillo Lighthouse? Like, no, nobody goes out there, right? Like, well, no, does anybody go to Seaport Village? Nobody goes. But... By the One same- time after a Padre game, but we were drunk. But I, it's it's kind of a slippery slope because I do laugh when they say that. Like, like we're it's not like we sit there and we go, well, you know, we could go to Rady Shell tonight and see Joan Jett, or we could go to the Padre game. People are either going to Joan Jett or they're going to the Padre mm-hmm. game. But I do think that what these guys are absolutely walking themselves into is exactly what Dean did. And that is overplaying their hand with this fan base. They don't respect the fan base and they don't respect the fan base in the sense that they will support you until you fuck them. And as soon as you fuck them over, this fan base will kick you right in the ass. And that's the thing that I'm looking at and go, dude, Groupner, you didn't grow up here. Probably you didn't grow up here. Seidler, you didn't grow up here. None of you fuckers grew up here. Then you have nobody in that organization that's going, boys, you better be careful. You better be careful because as long as you're in it, but if you insult them, right? If you bring her to the dance and then she catches you dancing with that chick, she's going to game's going to be over. You can't insult your fan base. And I feel like they're getting really, really close to doing that. I've always felt like it's kind of like a fraternity house. Um, and I felt like they've always put the money in the back of my mind. I've always felt like they put the money, um, on the flashy things. So it's the players on the field, which obviously, yes, that's important. But then when you get behind the scenes, the weird stuff, like why would your GM also be the VP of operations? Mm -hmm. And why are you not putting more money behind, you know, like your analytics department? And why do you have, um, you don't have anybody that's directly responsible for hitting. Like there's just, it's like the basics of leadership and actually caring about your organization aren't there, but they're more to your point, I want to go take a picture with Emma Stone or whatever yeah. out on the field. It's not the Do you guys feel appreciated? As, uh, Erica, how long have you been a season ticket holder? Three years now. Three years. Laura, how long? Your family for a long time, My but how long has the bill long, been going to you? Um, four years now. Four years. You guys feel appreciated? <laughs> I mean, do they, do they reach out to you other than for money? Do they... What are, what are the perks that Dave and I don't get as guys that... And I'm, I'm just asking because I'm curious, as guys that wait on game time and we see that it's... We get, Kersh- a, we get a photo book. 
Yeah. That's our gift. If the bobblehead night, if Don and Mud is on your night, do you get that or do you have to pay extra? You have to pay for it. You have to pay extra for that. Oh, yeah. Uh Wow. Uh Wow. (laughs) That's fucking nuts, man. That's Uh crazy. Yeah. I mean, they don't But you don't get... You don't get parking, but you get you get a discount I get on parking. A discounted parking, yeah. So, like, what's parking average? So I get tailgate lot. I think that usually for most games, it's listed at like fifty bucks. I get it for twenty five with my package. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, and that and that's an option, right? I mean, you yeah. could park wherever, but if you wanted to park there, you get it. But for, okay, whoop de doo. So I get a discounted yeah. parking, and I pay a lot of money for my tickets. So. But no kind of like a swag bag, nothing like that, that you guys get each and every year? I think sometimes they'll do, I've never been invited, I think maybe one time, I've been invited to photos with the players or whatever. Yeah. Avery and I got like autograph day, you couldn't take pictures, you could just get an autograph and it was Honeywell. So this is what (laughs) I was an LA Kings season ticket holder. We were about to do it again this year, it's just... Thankfully, with gas at $7 a gallon, it was too crazy. So we jumped in. I, I was the lowest level, 10-game weekend package. The first thing that we got was two additional games for signing up. So I had 10, but then for signing up, I got preseason and then a regular season game of my choice. No blackout. So I was up to two games. My son, Jack, got to skate on the ice. Cade would have, too. He was just, mm-hmm. I think he was fighting COVID. But... Pretty unique situation, right? As a kid, 12 years old, to skate on Staples Center. And there was no time limitation. I mean, we're out there for like two hours. But he he could skate as long as he wanted, right? Hang around, the whole deal. Um, They had a meet and greet with the players at a dinner where you could go. You could take pictures. You could get autographs. At the end of the year, they had an option where if we wanted to go up. Now, again, we're in San Diego, But on a Tuesday night, we were allowed to go up and we could have brought their mom, even though we had three tickets, they would have cleared it for a party of four. And they let everybody go onto the ice and paint on the ice. So you could have signed your name, do whatever. And there's a hundred families out there. And then they take a group picture and you get that at the end. And then I got uh, three different things. I got, uh, Dave, you used to have one out here, like a thermal mug Mm -hmm. that said LA Kings. You got like a team blanket. And then there was... Uh, and then we had, on the day that Jack skated, they had all merchandise. And again, a lot of it had been from the previous year, but it wasn't dated. Jackets, sweatshirts, all those different things. And I got a King's jacket that normally retails for 100 They were selling them that day for 35 And so, uh, oh, and then uh, we got- you get a hot dog? I did get a hot dog, <laughs> but we also got uh, two tickets for each guy's birthday. Mm. So, um, so that was three more games. So I paid for 10. I got tickets for 15 games, plus insane discount on merchandise, plus a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to skate on the ice and all those different things to the point where I was like, oh, I'd go back in. Oh, and then playoffs, you know, yeah. we had to pay for it. But we had tickets, even as the lowest rung guy, uh, we would have been able to buy our three seats for one game of each round of the playoffs. It was insane. Yeah, but they gave us those options last year. Okay, that's good. But discounts on merch, anything like that? On food and 
merch. Look, man, they're sold out. So I guess, right? It just frustrates me. I mean, is it still sold out? I feel like a lot of people opted out. Is that what you're hearing? That's what I. That's what I. Are they really? Yeah, they were calling people to make sure that they were opting in, and I've heard a lot of people opted out, but they still have that wait list. So who knows if those people will buy tickets? It's interesting the way it goes, Dave. I don't know how they're going to be a playoff team. I don't think Laura and Erica can determine until we really, really see what they're going to do this off season. And the biggest questions again becomes what happens with Soto more than Sneller hater. What happens with Soto? And do you go? And because if Soto left and Kim left, would any of you guys be surprised if Jackson Merrill's on this team opening day next year? I would not be surprised. Right. I mean, if, if they're, I mean, they did it with Fernando in 2019 and that was yeah. fun. I mean, I, I was there. I get it. I mean, the no. one but you don't thing, have outfielders. The one big thing that happened to the Padres this year that they weren't counting on was the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are now a team in the way. Yeah. I mean, the Diamondbacks are probably two years ahead of where they thought they'd be. And the Giants are going to be crazy. And the Giants are supposed to spend money finally. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, again, the National League West, outside of the Rockies, you never know what's going to happen. Right. And even those guys, right? Yeah. But, I mean, he's not going to change course because he saw what happened in San Diego. But he did that weird thing by signing Chris Bryant two years ago. Like, it made zero sense. Though Seidler, the he did. Owner of the he did. He did. Yeah. He did. For fucking it up for all the other owners. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I, I admire the fact that he went for it. Peter did. We've said it repeatedly. Dave and I both saw games in Oakland this year. That, that easily could have been us, right? Major League Baseball doesn't really stand in the way of anybody buying teams. See Jeff Morad. And we easily could have got stuck with a guy. I get all that. It doesn't mean you get a free pass. No. Uh, have you guys started thinking about um, TV and how different that might look in two years? No. I can't even figure out TV today, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? True. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but now I think the one thing that we should look at, Dave, to your point, you said it, they lose $60 million Yeah, it's huge. From that. But if they go to a pay purview which is coming i absolutely guarantee it's coming if they determine that money where it's somewhat fair and you guys just talked about what you pay for season tickets if they said it david's very easy to see a scenario where not only do they get the 60 million back but they could get an additional anywhere from 25 to 40 million on top of that depends how much they they have to give to mlb too yeah because here, here's the thing that surprised me. And one thing about sports in this town is because we talk Padres all the time, you assume everyone else is talking Padres yeah. all the time, and it's not. The, the sports Nobody audience cares. is actually small. And so I heard it on, I think it was 97.3 had it, that the most watched game of the Padres this year was only 59,000 people. I expect that number to be much higher, that well, the most watched game was 59,000. Well, that might be the case, but uh, kudos to those guys. In the latest Arbitron, men 2554, it's the number one yeah, demo. But, but we know how radio ratings work. Too. I got it. I mean, that's but I'm no, still no offense. I mean, congratulations to everybody at 97.3. Right. And, and I'm listening to. Right. But okay. there's people listening. So, yeah. But you, when you watch, you saw the vote, even with the Chargers, you know, going back oh, five, terrible. six years ago, you saw the people just don't care about sports the way all of us care about sports. The majority of people are not diehard Padre fans or baseball fans. And that's fans. the game that they're going to have to figure yeah. out. That's where that little fucking dork. From Seidler Equity that comes in now. Has to figure out what to charge. 
Well, yeah. how does it work with like Apple has rights on Friday? So it's going to be you get a package for everything except for these. Fuck, what did I hate the Apple games? What the Apple. Vegas Golden Knights are doing, and this is what I think people should pay attention to. Vegas has, and I think the Colorado Rockies, ironically, will be maybe the first unless they get absorbed by altitude. So they could get absorbed. Stan Kroenke, they have a couple of different sports channels up there, one of which is Altitude Sports Network. Stan Kroenke owns it. He's got, uh, you know, the Nuggets, the Avs, those games around there. And then uh, AT&T had a sports channel they had in Vegas, Colorado. That's where the Rockies games were. AT&T's gone. Adios, we're out of the game. Very much like what we saw with Bally's down here. But now Bally's re-upped with the Ducks. Mm. Bally's re-upped with the Kings for three years, so it's weird. But what the Vegas Golden Knights did was we just had the numbers. I think they're charging $9.95 if you want to watch an individual game. Or you get all 82 games for what we say, Dave? It was under 100 bucks, right? Yeah, I don't remember. I think you pay 100 bucks and you get every game. So you get that. And to this point, that's what we've said. Okay, well, that's 82 NHL games. So you double it. I don't think they go as high as 200. I don't. I don't think they do. But it's what I keep asking everybody that I talk to is I go, what number do you think they put on the season pass? And if they put it at 150 for the year, telling you it's less than a dollar per game, and let's just say we're a city and county of 4 million, right? But they could open it up to Vegas. They could open it up to a few different people. If you get to a million, right? It's 25% of the people if you get it. I don't know how realistic that is. Depending on what you have to cut Major League Baseball in, if they take 30%, you're at $100 million. Again, I just, that's what I ask everybody I talk to. Can they get a million people to buy a full season package at 150 Last year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, was Soto and all that this year? Fuck yeah. You would have had it, no problem. But you start cutting Soto, haters gone, Snell's gone. You got to cut this money. And now, all of a sudden, you're right back to, shit, can we even win 85 next year? We took a lot of wins off the board, took a lot of saves off the board. Now what? Now do you have to bring that number down to 85? Okay, now how many do you have to sell? That's what I'm watching, and I think that's, as fans, what we need to be paying attention to is watching that streaming because that streaming is going to be a huge part of their revenue source and it's coming. It absolutely is coming. I don't think it'll hit for 24. I think for 24, they'll do what they did where you're channel 305 or whatever. But get ready for 25 because that's going to be potentially a game changer one way or the other for the revenue source, Dave. Yep. Not, no, it's going to be a huge revenue source. All right. So before you get out of here, what's your prediction? Who goes to the World Series? Who wins it? Are you watching, Erica? Are you enjoying watched, baseball right now? I've watched a few games. Um, I'm really rooting for the Rangers. That's cool, right? Yeah, it's really cool to watch. <laughs> they had um, a great clip of Boach today um, that maybe had been out there for a few days, but it was after they, they beat Tampa. Hey, we celebrate. <laughs> we celebrate. And it just was It's so fun. Yeah, that's yeah. good. He, yeah, Rangers are who I'm rooting for. Rooting for the Dodgers to get knocked out they early, as will. usual. They probably will. That's oh, what we do. Yeah, that Diamondbacks game was brutal. All right, so since you brought it up, I did something I've never done before as a baseball fan yesterday, okay? Mm -hmm. 
I'm watching the I'm watching the Dodger game, and I'm watching. The, um, my first feeling was Kershaw was tipping his pitches mm. because every ball that was hit was over 97 miles an hour. It was crazy. There was one that was like yeah. 115. Yeah, the first one. Right? Yeah, I, and I'm like, wait a second, because the very first pitch to Cattell Marte was a high fastball that he normally wouldn't even swing at. But he swung anyway, and he, he fouled it back. And I was like, that's weird that he chased that pitch. You know, he's he, he's a hell of a player. But I'm like, he knew what was coming. Unless he, they went through enough things to go Kershaw throws first pitch fastball. I'm like, all right, let it go. Next pitch, smokes it. Outman drops it. By the way, they gave it a goddamn hit. Fuck all the errors. And if you guys are going to give that a hit, you're insane. Hit him right in the fucking glove while he was on both feet. Changed the game. Yeah, it, it, it did. And then Carroll, next pitch, on it. Smokes it. Run in. Then boom, run, run, three run, home run. And it was like six, nothing like this. And I'd literally, I've never done this before in any game. It could be April. I turned it off. Mm. I didn't even watch the Dodgers bat in the bottom of the first. I literally walked down the hallway, told Rita, I goes, if you want to watch Shameless, I'll finish watching because I'm not watching this game. Go it's, and it's make over. a little Ovaltine. It's over. I was, the day. And make yourself I, an eight tail Because, because I, I literally told her, I'm not doing shit all weekend. I go, don't expect to talk to me, see me. I'm going, I'm watching Alabama game. I'm watching the Dodger game. And I'm going to probably catch the end of the SC game. And I said, that's, that's where Saturday's going to go. And Sunday, I'm waking up at 630 to watch the Bills. And I'll be watching Sunday night uh, football until Laura and Erica get here. And that was my weekend. But as soon as the Dodgers gave up six, man, I, I was done. I turned the TV off. I've never turned the TV off. You know what I've heard is that Kershaw isn't made for 162, but his ERA really is in postseason. It is. You know what's crazy <laughs> is with Kershaw <laughs> is that was probably his last game he'll ever pitch at Dodger Stadium. Think about yeah, it. Yeah. Sad. I mean, he's, he's topping out at 89-90. He's done. He's going to retire at the end of the year. He's pretty much made it clear he's done no matter what. But Overall, it's almost like you made a deal with the devil. Like you are going to mm-hmm. be known as the greatest pitcher for the last 50 years, but yet you will suck in the postseason. And that's the way it goes. It's weird. Kershaw, Scherzer, Verlander until last year, all three mm-hmm. of them were terrible postseason pitchers. And for Kershaw to go, that's my last game ever at Dodger Stadium. If they lose, that's it. He'll never pitch again at Dodger Stadium. It's funny. Uh, I I don't like Scherzer. Yeah. I don't, not a Verlander fan. Whatever. They're what they are. They're kind of like Kershaw. I kind of do, as much as I hate the Dodgers. Not that I want the Dodgers to win, but, Laura, you remember, we were all there that night, the meme. And everybody freaked out. Laura, right? Everybody freaked out. They couldn't take it. <laughs> Laura See what Ker- it more Yeah, but it's like you saw what Kershaw said. That it's just part of the game, basically. Yeah, it's like, yeah. if I don't want to pitch better. Yeah. I Dave, I've never seen a situation where Kershaw, even though he pitched for the Dodgers, wasn't cool, wasn't a stand-up guy, wasn't anything. I, I don't know, man. I, I get it because he wears that uniform, the whole deal. Bunch of those guys, right? Um, but if he played for the Tigers, you'd appreciate everything he did in his career. I appreciate career. what he did right now. I appreciate Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate Freddie Freeman, yeah. right? I mean, there's plenty of those guys. I never liked Turner. Fuck Gavin Lux. <laughs> Gavin Lux is such <laughs> shit. He just got there. Blew his knee out against the pods in the spring training game. Right. Fuck him. Yeah. I, I, the funniest thing to me is how many people, my buddies are Dodger fans outside of Dave. And they're all in Vegas, right? I go, hey, uh, karma. They all hate Dave Roberts. Everybody hates oh, Dave Roberts. Fine. I love Dave. Is, well, yeah, but. But, but like you and I know Dave also. He's a super nice guy. Be there great. are too many guys that are nicer than Dave Roberts. Yeah. I mean, Dave. There are a lot of people, a lot of people, except for that 
fucking nitwit Preller. <laughs> there were a lot of people that thought Dave would have been the perfect fit down here. Kid who went to RBV, yeah. kid who played in that organization, guy who grew up with that organization. One of that job. Understood it. Minority hired Jesus Christ. Were we ever going to have one of those for that team? <laughs> and... Uh, Jeff's caring about DE&I right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. That's very good. Look at you. I know that. Um, and he got one day. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Dave would have been... Dave, listen. Dave was absolutely loved, right? He did. Loved in that clubhouse, in this town. The whole thing. He, he had Padre in his blood. And Preller ran him out for punching Pat Murphy. What a fucking dickhead. What an absolute dickhead. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I just, I felt bad for Kershaw because, I mean, it wasn't just like they were he was getting knocks hit off of him. They were hit. Crying. It was like piss missiles. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was saying. It was, and the thing is, I've never seen anything like it from any pitcher where a guy yeah. gets tattooed like that and scoring up every ball. They, I mean, doesn't, on my high school team, I could throw four seamers from 30 feet and the kids can't do it. Right. It's, it's just insane that major league level against a Hall of Famer that every guy was smoking the ball okay. 97 miles an hour or faster. All right, so if Kurt Schilling doesn't go into the Hall of Fame, according to Booney, yeah. how does Kurt Schilling not go in, but Kershaw does? Because it's all the regular season stuff, all the Cy Youngs. All the, I mean, he won MVP also. I mean, what are you going to do? I got it. Nothing against Kershaw, yeah. but I'm like, dude, Schilling did it for three different teams on the biggest stage, and you're going to say no to him? Yeah. I just said I like Kershaw, but if you can't deliver for me. You and I, I said Schilling I thought was all of famer because yeah, he was big in the big games. Be. I, even I, if he faked the suck. And even, even Madison Bumgarner, who was terrible during the regular season in his right. career. Man, he pitched some of the best postseason games I've ever seen. So I think we talked about it a little bit last night, but let's say the Dodgers lose yeah, to the Diamondbacks. Will. They I will. Uh, the, I don't know. It's the history of the Dodgers. Even if you go back to Brooklyn, it's what the Dodgers do. They just do this. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, no offense, but I want them to. Yeah, of course. (laughs) But but I don't. Who knows? Who knows? But, so Dave Roberts, you think, willingly can come back next year? He'll come back. He'll come back. I mean, the the argument back is that, that, not making excuses, dude, they lost their starting shortstop. You know, you lose. Their whole rotation. You lost the entire rotation. Your best pitcher was Kershaw, and he missed, what, two months? I mean, everyone else, they lost nine starting pitchers. You still were able to win 100 games. That's amazing. I don't know how they fucking did it. Two things, honestly, God, I watched every Padre game and every Dodger game. I have no idea why the Padres' record was as bad as it was and the stats that they were good at and how the Dodgers won 100 games. And I watched every game. I can't figure it out. I mean, Jason Hayward, everybody laughed about that signing. Fucking, he was a big part of the team. Miguel Rojas, big part of the team. David Peralta. Like all this shit that didn't seem to make any sense was the one thing that they, there's not a really a stat for is timely hitting. Mm. And like, when are you going to get hit? Are you, and yeah. the Dodgers score a shitload of runs with two outs. Just doesn't usually happen, but the Dodgers have done it all year long. Pretty good fundamental baseball though. It is very good. fundamental. A lot of things that uh, Laura said are exactly what other major league teams tell me. Cause whenever I talk to other major league teams, I always ask who are the top five organizations? Who's at the bottom? And the Padres are always at the bottom for exactly what you said about what's going on at, at the lower level. Scouting department, what's going on with the analytics. They always say the Padres are so far behind, it's insane. But you talked about J.D. Martinez, right? Yeah. Now I get it. Carpenter and Cruz are $7 million. What'd they get Martinez for? 12. 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you could look in and figure something out. Or there's another five on there. And all of a sudden you put a guy in there, right? 
the difference. We'll be it's interested just, to see where he ends up. He came to the Dodgers for Mookie and because of his favorite hitting coach is the Dodgers hitting coach. Just yeah. With the Red Sox. But he'll be out of a job because if they do get Otani, there's nowhere to put him. Yeah. If they do. Yeah. If, uh, yeah, if they do. I mean, that's the thing is we're, ta- we're talking about Otani coming here. Do you two believe Otani's still in the mix? No. No. Okay. Do you, did. Jeff? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he ends up either Seattle, L.A., or San Francisco. You don't think he's going to end up with an East Coast team? No, that rumor is he doesn't like the East Coast. Interesting. He spends all his free time in San Francisco. Hassan Kim spends all his free time in L.A. What? Yeah, he does. Hassan Kim's in L.A. right now. Mm -mm. Did you know Manny Machado got a surgery done by the Dodger and Chargers team doctor? Oh, boy. Well, (laughs) fuck it, he won't be ready. All right, uh, before we go, uh, Laura, are you enjoying the playoffs? Are you watching it? Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Kind of fun, right? It's really fun. Um, I am rooting for some of the, I guess they're underdogs, but not underdogs. I do enjoy watching the Rangers because of Bochy, obviously. But I just, Corey Seager is... Something else, huh? Yes. Pretty amazing with no DeGrom and no Scherzer, too. Amazing, yeah. So it's been fun to watch them. I wish the Rangers weren't playing the Orioles. The Orioles' highest paid guys making $10 million. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I my son said that. I gotta give less of a shit. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean nothing against the Orioles. But that you was always great. say spending smart money building an I organization. Agree. I agree, but um, those are the teams you got to beat to to get going, right? I mean that that's it. I mean, like uh, I'm glad the Twins are are in the ass. And and I said to you guys, I mean, if Boach plays the Twins, I'm going for the Twins. I love Boach. It's my guy. But but for now. I'm all in on Boach. Like the Twins game was so annoying yesterday, though. Right. Because at one point, you all of a sudden Paddock comes out shoves. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the hell? And then after Paddock comes out Pagan, which right. it used to be Pagana give you a home run, and he shoves. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, what? Yeah. And then I flipped to what was it? Was it the Phillies game? And all of a sudden the closer comes out and it was Strom, and I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Planet, am I on? What are you watching right now? Play. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It makes it hurt even more. It does. He's right. There's Johnson, I think, pitched yesterday, too. I don't know. Crazy. Uh, Philly and Atlanta, we talked about the Dodgers. That becomes a really interesting series, yeah. right? Who do you want in that, Laura? The what was it? ESPN was trying to say that the Phillies were the most loved. I, organization. Did you see that? I was like, on what play? And yeah. maybe in Philly, but I right. don't know. I I don't like them. I I don't know who I'd want to have win more. I I have no idea. I, Dave, I want to see Atlanta in. I want to see Atlanta against whoever comes. I like out the of- way Atlanta runs the organization. Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I like the way they run the organization. At the same time, do I think the Dodgers have a better chance of beating Philadelphia? Yeah, I do. The uh, but the point you made about the Diamondbacks is should be. I wonder if they're looking at that down downtown at Petco because they should. You're right. The Giants all of a sudden become really interesting, right? Yep. And they've got that money. Do they go after Otani? So the Giants uh, fan base wants them to spend money. I was when I was there two weeks ago. That fan base is like enough of this shit. Spend the money. It's so much fun when you guys are here. But we've already gone ninety minutes, so we'll wrap it up with this. Laura, Erica, each. Tell us right now, it can go any way you want. What's the biggest move this offseason for the Padres? Could be adding money, it can be subtracting money, right? Because you guys made the point. I think you're exactly right. We don't, their promos are like WWE promos, right? I mean, they say, 
They say they're going to cut to two hundred million. They may be going to five hundred million. So everything's off the table, Laura. Right now, what's your number one prediction that they do for this team this off season? I just wouldn't be surprised if somehow they make it work with Snell. With Snell, if you're talking like biggest upset, um, and I just don't believe that they know what direction they're running in. So the money thing, I'm like, sure, sure they're getting to two hundred million. Who the hell knows? But um, I just wouldn't be surprised if. To me, if you're talking biggest upset, them keeping Snell. Okay. Erica? I think they re-signed Soto. That's exactly it. Dave, I think that, I think Erica just nailed it. You both are insane. Scott Boros doesn't let a guy not go to free agency. (sighs) There's no way. He might go to free agency, but that doesn't mean. I I still think that he's re-signed. That's a crazy thing. By the end of the year. By the end of next year. Whether yes, he, he's going to, they're going to have yes, to bid against year. every team and then yeah. resign him. Is but what I you're think, saying. I think that he he's going to be a lifelong time. Padre. No, I, I say he's in so. Philadelphia. I think, I think you're Howie. on to something. She said Howie Kendrick's out there. What then? Howie Kendrick's out there. Howie Kendrick, Trey coach. Turner, Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Schwarber, all those guys he loves. Yeah. And the ballparks that piece of cake did home runs. And he loves the East coast. He's going to Philadelphia. Yeah. I've always believed he's going there. I don't think so. I think they resign him. This off season, though, I don't know about this off season. That's the time if you're going to get him, you yeah. got to yeah. do it now. Because if he goes out and has another crazy year, Boris is going to let him yeah, go. To Dave, what's your think... biggest prediction for this off season for this team right now? I think you lose Hater to the Rangers. I think you lose Snell to uh, the Mariners or Angels. Believe it or not, mm. um, I think Soto gets traded in the summer, not in the winter. Is my prediction? How do they improve the team? What's your guy that you think they bring in to improve it? I have no idea how they improve it. Just kidding. I have no idea. (laughs) Honestly, Jeff, I don't know what they do to improve it. I think you probably would have to sign Waka and Lugo. And that's a staying normal where you're at without, you know, without some of your guys. They're fine letting Hader go. Hader. Yeah. You know, you sign Suarez to that money for a reason. Want to hear my move? Yeah, I want to hear it. I, I like yours, but unfortunately I don't. I think that no, 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 no. I like it, but I like the fact that you have that. I'm I'm not jumping on that because I, I think there's something there yeah. that with this there's team, a lot of there's reports. always something has to happen, right? There's always that. Mine is I'm going off the board. The Blue Jays are looking to trade Vlad Jr. Whoa. and I think the Pods go out and make a deal to get Vladdy Jr. in here. There's a guy, get another guy in there, another bat. Bring him. No way. All right. Yeah. All hey, right. They laughed at Orville and his brother. Fuckhead. Okay. That's <laughs> when fine. they told the world they'd fly. That's fine. I just want, I don't see yeah, that one, but it's the I, same. Yeah. I would honestly, God. Vlad Jr. is going to get moved this offseason. If they get rid of Grisham, I would be, that'd be a huge step in the right direction. The fact yeah, that he's running that fucker out of there. Not according to Preller. Oh, don't listen to that guy. Dude, he's going to make $4 guy, million in arbitration. Did you see that? Scott Barlow, $7 million in arbitration? Yeah, right. You're not giving Scott Barlow no, $7 million. You're not giving Tim Hill $4 million. No. You're not giving Grisham $4 million. Grisham's coming back. Oh, fuck no. I don't believe anything that comes out of Preller's mouth. Yes. He's just saying, does Preller believe anything that comes no. out of Preller's mouth? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling yeah. you. Just get rid of Grisham. Fuck, enough. There's not a person in San Diego wants to see Grisham back. Right. all right you guys are the greatest we're gonna wrap this up oh my gosh all right thank you so much (laughs) and we're done all right thank you guys especially lord drove all the way from phoenix to get here i know right it's getting late yeah absolutely thank you so much 
Hey, Jeff, I want to mention uh, Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Of course, ask about available financing because right now is a perfect time to get a pool. It is extremely warm. We used to say September was warm. October is extremely warm. Don't forget, more than 25 years in the business, Alan Taylor, nobody builds a pool like him. It's easy. Get on his schedule as soon as you can. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Uh, before I came down here, Dave, tonight, uh, my son and I had dinner at the original Rubio's, right there by uh, in Mission Bay. Okay. Sitting outside, man, 75-degree night. Just absolutely perfect. Yep. And we're coming down. And, and these are the nights that we were talking about, right? You had Sunday night football with the Niners and Cowboys. Yep. You had playoff baseball. You had baseball in the morning. Uh, you had football in the morning. You had college football last night. Insane. USC and Arizona double overtime. Uh, did it go double or triple over triple. Holy cow, what a game. Uh, you had Bellator fights. It'd be yep. the perfect time to hang out by the pool, swim, barbecue, have the games on in the background. You can build that perfect uh, backyard oasis, and nobody can help you do it better than tailor-made pools. Give Alan and his team a call. Go to our website, like I talked about earlier, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Click on the sponsor page, and you can see some of the pools they built. Get that grotto built. And then they can do the same thing for you. Don't forget about Kyle Fluger as well. Kyle can help you out with all your website needs. Look, if you have a situation where you're going, hey, the holidays are nearing and I want to make sure my website's in the right form, ready to go, time to make money. You're seeing all the commercials already for Amazon. Look, you could be in the same boat where you can make a tremendous amount of money, but it has to be done right. Kyle Fluger's your guy. Again, his company is MithralMedia.io. Right now, Kyle would like to offer you a 10% discount to new customers if you tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. His phone number is 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Yep, right now is the perfect time. So many of our friends are having the websites built. You should do the same thing because e-commerce will continue forever. I was saying it the other day. Um, uh, I got to think about what night this is. Thursday night. Okay. Driving home Thursday night, and I look down, and I have a text from Ted. And he's sending me. The chicken or Leitner? Ted Leitner. Okay. And uh, uh, Ted says to me, I won't, I won't mention the book, but there's a book that came out, had a lot of hype around it. And Ted said, I'm so disappointed in this book. I'm a really big fan of the author. Book's incredibly boring. Don't read it. And like I've said, to me, right, grow up in this town, the fact that we've been friends with Ted for so long. Yeah. And so here I am, Dave, on this Thursday night, and I'm just having this random text conversation with Ted. Uh, well, I'm so disappointed. Blank's new book is so bad, weak, boring. It's like somebody else wrote his other stuff. Haven't finished it yet, but forcing myself to do so, save your money. It's from Ted. So Ted and I are kind of going back and forth. I love mysteries, and the fact that Ted and I don't talk Aztec football or the Clippers or the yeah. Padres, we talk mysteries. And he asked me, he said, hey, you know, who are you reading? And I said, you know, we're talking different guys. And he goes, uh, we started talking about Robert Parker. And he goes, I've read all of Robert Parker's books. Robert Parker was the guy who wrote uh, Spencer for Hire. And then he goes, here's the best. And for me, uh, again, as somebody loves to read, and for those of you, I know we have readers out there. This is from Ted. Sent this to me the other night. Nelson DeMille's The Deserter. S.A. Cosby's My Darkest Prayer, 
Joe Ide IQ. Dennis, I always, this is the guy who wrote Mystic River, and I think I, I say it right. It's Dennis Lahaney, Small Mercies, and Richard Price, The Whites. They may not all be available in a bookstore, but you can order it from Amazon. It's the only book close to Don Winslow's The Force. Amazing. And I mentioned, I said to Ted, I go, dude, this is it. And I went on that night yeah. and I ordered those books. Look, man, somebody out there, uh, not that you're going to take business away from Amazon, but it'd be really, really cool if your business becomes the one that people go to. And it just starts with the website, and the website will look great. Give Kyle a call. Mention Dave and Jeff, 10% off your initial order. Bright Bail Bonds, look, if you went to the 49er Cowboy game tonight, there's a good chance you probably needed this number. Bright Bail Bonds can get you out of a sticky situation. <laughs> yeah. Again, Fabian and Miguel, they've written more than 20,000 bonds. You know you're in good hands. They're professional, confidential, caring, non-judgmental service. Most importantly to me, they're fast. I mean, they are fast, and that's the most important thing is you don't want to be in jail a long time. But if you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation and you need help, Bright Bail Bonds are the ones to call, 888-669-0295, 888-669-0295. Man, I tell you, I don't know, Dave, if I like watching these fight videos or if I don't like watching these fight videos. Sometimes I, I don't like the school ones because you see kids and the you idea. you try and guess who's going down, though, when you watch these fight videos? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, me too. But uh, I saw one the other day, and it might have been my favorite one. And it was a guy, it looked like it was probably a high school bathroom. Okay. And it was a guy in a wheelchair. And his friend was pushing him in so the guy in the wheelchair could throw punches. And then as the person was trying to throw punches back, the guy would pull his buddy out of the way. <laughs> and I go, I, I don't even know what to think Best about what ever. I'm watching. That's what it is. It was pretty goddamn funny. Uh, so, yeah, that was it. But don't go to jail. Going to jail would be miserable and uh, I saw last night, we went to Bellator last night, MMA fights. My son and I are walking out, and pretty mellow night, I mean, yeah. for fights. And you got all the local uh, MMA academies in town. Nobody was acting up. And you go out, Dave, and you've got five San Diego cops that have a woman pinned to the ground. She was getting arrested. And you're like, God damn, five cops on, on one woman. Is that a little excessive? And then we walk outside, get the fuck off of me, you fucking asshole. I'm like, tease her stupid ass right now. <laughs> you know, do we back the badge on this show? And the cops are like kind of looking at each other, right? Like maybe she'd add a little bit of grandpa's cough syrup. Hey, motherfucker, I'm going to remember this. And the cops are like, okay, we got you. <laughs> Another great job by the guys in blue. She's going um, by the Las Colinas. Where I go get my uh, dates every time for the Sadie <laughs> Hawkins dance. I almost said the homecoming dance. I don't go to homecoming anymore. And uh, so when she got there, I hope she had that number for Bright Bail Bonds. It'd be nice if I had my notes by me, but I didn't. 888-669-0295. 888-669-0295. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? Or, uh, here we go. We're going to go today's date. We're going to go October 8th. Here's the funny thing is I tried this out on my wife before I asked you. She got mm -hmm. every one of them right but one, okay? Blew oh, okay. me away. So I told her, I said, Jeff's really good at this. We'll see if you can get everyone right. All right, first one, Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon. She got all their ages right? She got all the ages right. She read Us Magazine? I guess. Uh, I'll say Matt Damon is 52. 53. Ah, I was right yesterday. Uh, 
Dude, 300 million. 170, it says. 170 million dollars. Okay. Next one up, Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, 44. 43. Look at you. Fuck. It's right there. Uh, 200 million. It says 50 million. Oh, yeah, he can't have more than Matt Damon. No. <laughs> Being held down by the man. All right, Chevy Chase. I voted today one of the five most hated actors. Yeah. I saw that thing. So true. You, you, Dave, let's see how many you can get. Think about five actors. Well, should I just tell you who they were? Yeah, it's tell probably me who they are. James Corden was number one. I always heard of that. Josh and I were just talking about what this. What a dick. Yeah, what a fucking jerk. Uh, Chevy Chase was number two. Yeah. Paulie Shore was number three. Good, fuck that guy. Amy Schumer was in there. Good, fuck her. And then, uh, fuck, I don't know, some other asshole rounded out the top five. <laughs> Literally, some asshole. Yeah, but it was like James Corden, Chevy Chase, Amy Schumer, yeah. uh, Paulie Shore. Yeah. James Corden, man, I was always a dude, fan, and yeah. I heard he's the biggest dick oh, on the planet. complete douche. Ellen, Steve Harvey? No, Steve I Harvey, I think, is cool. Steve Harvey has that rule you can't look at him. Is that right? Yeah, staff's not allowed to look at him. Oh, that's not good. Damn, that's too bad. All right. Chevy Chase, how old? Oh, shit. Uh, dude. Let me think. Uh, I'll say he's 78. 80 years old. 80 years old. Uh, 60 million. It says $50 million. Okay. Last one, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver should be a celebrity pool. I like her. Um, 74. Exactly right. Hey, I got one. You got one. Uh, 85 million. $60 million. All yes. right. Definitely. All right. Here we go. Five random questions written by Josh. Oh, right. I like Since these. Like these these are good. These better than mine. What's an insult you can't come back from? Uh, Bernie Wilson called me the other day to tell me he loved it. Calling a guy a twerp. <laughs> Loves the fact that I call Preller a twerp consistently because I didn't cuss at him. Yeah. I mean, a lot of I cuss at him tonight because I can't stand the guy. He's a fraud. But uh, Bernie said, I got to come in. He goes, when I saw you call that guy a twerp, he goes, that's the funniest shit. And I, I said, I give, Con I give credit to my man, yeah. Conor McGregor, for bringing them all back. But you call a guy, you know, dickhead, like I called him tonight. Okay, uh, come on, clean it up a little bit. <laughs> but, but you call a guy a twerp. Like, yeah. He can't come back. You no. can't come back from that. No, it's tough. It's tough. The one I was, I was thinking you were going to say, because I remember Costa complimenting you on it. Yeah. You called him blowjob once. Handjob. <laughs> Handjob. That was, a, uh, that was a movie with Fred Ward. Fred Ward uh, was an actor, and I think C. Thomas Howell was in it and was dating Fred Ward's daughter in the movie. And the daughter goes to get ready, and Fred Ward says to like a 17-year-old C. Thomas Howell, hey, let me tell you something, Handjob. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, like me, Cheech, my buddy Boom, we were all like 17. And dude, we fucking laughed about that. We were like, what the hell are you going to do if you go and you take her out? And the dad's like, yeah, you take your time, honey. Take your time, sweetie. You get ready. Let me tell you something, handjob. We were like, fuck, you got nowhere to go. I got to look that movie up. That's so funny. Yeah. Fred Ward, uh, late great Fred Ward, starred in Remo Williams. Yep. The Adventures of Remo Williams, which everybody hated, but of course I thought was probably going to win the Academy Award. Oh my God, that's funny as hell. All right, what, what country has your least favorite food? Um, least favorite food. Secret Admirer is the movie. See Thomas Howell. Kelly Preston was in oh, the I movie. I love Kelly Preston. Yeah, well, yeah. Fred Ward knew you did. 
You didn't have any I don't time even know what that means. But like okay. Fred Ward would have talked to you too. All right, that's fine. Least favorite food. Um, I'm probably Japan. I'm like, I'm not a oh, sushi that's right. guy. You aren't. No sushi. I'm not guy. a fan of Greek food. Um, Most people like it. I'm not. Yeah, I, I I don't know that I've had had it enough one way or the other. To, what's, what's that? They use like that white sauce on everything, yeah, right? Do. Yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> um, but yeah, probably Who, Japan because I'm not a sushi guy. Who's the who's the last celebrity you'd want as your mom? Oh, I like that. Um, last celebrity I'd want as my mom. That one's really good. I mean, the the natural answer is like Kay Parker. <laughs> I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't need that. Um, but it's got to be somebody. Yeah, think I looked up. No, it's funny. I looked Roseanne, up. but yeah, I don't think Rose. Roseanne's old enough to be our mom. What about? Um, I think she is, dude. Roseanne's old enough to be our mom. Yeah, guarantee she is. Did all right. So I looked up ten worst moms of all time. Oh, that's funny. Betty Davis is in there. Like she's a real uh, bitch. I would have said Shelly Winters, but like nobody remembers no. Shelly Winters. Um, <laughs> Betty Davis. Yeah, right? it was a real bitch. Right. There was some, some, one of the moms on the top 10, like, killed, like, 12 kids. Like, brutal. Jeez, Joan Crawford? Yeah, yeah. Joan Crawford was number two. Yeah. yeah. She was on the list. All right, uh, mine is Larsa Pippen. I don't know who that is. Scotty Pippen's ex-wife. Oh, you know what she's dating now? Huh. She's dating Michael Jordan's son. So, wow. you got to think, how many times oh, did Scotty come home ripping right. and saying, this fucking guy, I could be Michael Jordan, but this guy has to shoot the ball. Right. In every key situation. I always, I'm robbing to Batman. Yeah. This fucking guy. Well, she's fucking his kid. Chimney. And, and his, you know, her son plays for the yeah. Lakers. He gets oh, heckled yeah. all the time. Last oh, year, yeah. he had, they had Malik Beasley on the team, who was a former yeah. Wolf, on the Lakers. He used to fuck her too. So like, wow. they're in the locker room going, now fuck your mom. Wow, that'd be bad. That's <laughs> Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> Chris Jenner would make you a lot of money. That's what if it was Bruce Jenner as your mom? That's a bad mom. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you're gonna take a lot of shit. You got any other fucking moms on the block that fucking throw the javelin <laughs> like my mom does? <laughs> well, let's go. I fucking chalk off the field right now. You fuck. Talk shit about her. Let's what? go. Let's see your mom throw the fucking shot. Can your mom run the high hurdles? Let's go. Was your mom on the cover of Wheaties? Yeah. Did your mom ride a fucking motorcycle? One down, four up. Fuck no, Jim Bettencourt knows. All right, what's the last band you'd want to go on tour with? Oh, Coldplay. Fucking hey, can't think of anything worse than uh, Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Fuck Band them. is another one. Listen, honest to God, it's any band that Gavin or Dan Williams are posting pictures from. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the Lumineers, all these fucking bands. Ah, oh, had the time of my life. It was just great. Went out. <laughs> Dave, you just said it. I had an unbelievable veggie pita. And then I had fucking orchestra pit seats to see fucking Coldplay, the Lumineers, and Sticks. Well, what a fucking night you had. Did anything you do reek of masculinity? Because I'm having trouble finding it in the breakdown here, Chief. <laughs> Last yeah. last question. Okay. Would you rather have a pink car or wear a scarf everywhere you go? 
That's my favorite question on here. <laughs> yeah, you know, wear a scarf like uh, Jeff Goldblum? Like fucking Elston? Oh, I thought you meant like a... Uh, no, like a like either way, a scarf. You got to wear it everywhere you go, even to the beach. You got to wear a scarf. You know, wears a scarf all the time. Who? I'm gonna take the scarf. If anybody says anything, go. You talk shit to John Voight. <laughs> yes, fuck John Voight. You talking shit to Jimmy Woods? <laughs> yes, Jimmy Woods fuck, is a scarf guy. Fuck that guy too, man. You're just named, oh, like, really? You're the you want to mention Randy Quaid you, in the conversation too? Fuck you're that the guy, guy too. Drove up here in a pink car, but I'm the problem. I took the pink car. I'm not wearing you a scarf everywhere I go. Of course you would. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what it meant. You're the guy who asked the question. I'm just telling you, it's good enough for James Woods and, and uh, John Voight. It's good enough Fuck for me. both those guys. I'm not driving a pink car. I don't work for fucking Mary Kay. Dude, you could just say you you're bitch. supporting breast cancer. I don't know what to tell you. That's nice. I'm wearing a scarf everywhere uh, I go. People are still laughing at me. They're like, that guy's a renaissance man. I'm disappointed I fucked up the G-Man Troy joke. Damn are it. You? <laughs> are you? I had to throw one in there. Every time I say anything in front of those two girls, you just fucking roll your eyes. So dumb. Even on text messages, you're like, fuck. You yeah, just ruined the clean room. Clean it up, Larry Flynn. <laughs> I'm not cleaning it up. Too old to clean it up. You're a wreck. Uh, all right. We'll thanks be back to on the, Wednesday. Yeah, we'll see you back here Wednesday night. All right. Sneaky backstreet door, I laugh so hard.